30, baby, won't you meet me by the beam? Too early, maybe later you could show me things You know what it is whenever I visit Windy City, she blowing me kisses, no 30 degrees, way too cold, so hold me tight Will I see you at the show tonight? Will I see you at the show tonight? You could show me you could show me way to go. You could show me. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself, and you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. And today is a special one, a very, very special one. Um, I'm actually recording this on IG Live as we speak, so you'll hear me um, interacting with all the people and all the all the nice. And I, I hope, I hope that it's a great crowd of young women who comes through, who come through to listen to me today, and who hear this episode right now because this is about uh this is really about y'all i think y'all are the inspiration of it this episode is certainly powered by black women um shout out gotta give a big big shout out to uh emily addison who actually uh kind of manifested this idea for me i was toiling with it in my head i was sitting there telling myself do i need to do an episode about dating standards and relationship uh gesture like romantic gestures and all these different things like is that an episode is that episode worthy or is that something that's uh as i like to think in my uh battle of the sexes files where some shit has been done a million times plenty of people have tried to attempt to talk about this there's so many things you can go to for that type of material do i need to do that though so the fact that I kept bringing it up and speaking it out kind of to myself and then having conversations and it kept coming up. Came up one time, very lightly. Somebody just said, you know, the bar is in hell, which is a common phrase that you hear. The bar is in hell. Speaking to, you know, how someone was praising some man for something that he did that was just okay, that was whatever it was. But um, in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, that's interesting. And then again, it pops up into my awareness. I think on a podcast I was listening to where they said that same phrase, man, the bar is so low. The bar is low out here for these dudes. These niggas really are just the the minimum, the bare minimum is followed and they expect praise for it. That was kind of the, the what I kept hearing. So I say to myself, okay, cool. Then I have a conversation with Emily and Emily says it. She says that exact same thing. And three times a charm for me. I don't like to not listen to the universe. Once I heard that and I was like, okay, I'm gonna let you know this right now in the midst of this conversation. I am doing an episode on that. Soon come. It's happening. Here it is. Here we go. But what do I how do I approach this? So what I did, uh, what I did essentially was um, cause I felt like it's an imperative conversation to have, because I think so much has changed in the world that we live in. Women aren't in the same places they were, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, I would say more so like 30 years ago. I think it's somewhat more similar, but still very different. I think the introduction of social media truly has made the dating game and, and the Internet and all these different things has made interaction and social interactions different. 
and how we communicate. So it's oh so much we can really go to our parents about and go to, you know, anybody who's older who's been in relationships about because they're going to, I don't know, not understand. <laughs> I, I can only imagine a conversation with somebody's parents about like, so how should I read that she keeps looking at my story? Should I hit her up? Or should I like just see that as just her checking in? I don't know. That would be so alien to them. <laughs> so alien to them. But nevertheless, we I am trying to attempt in this episode to talk about where the bar is. So all the all the men and women can understand kind of where the um, the collective sense of this, what people are really thinking about where this is and how different or how common uh, we all may be thinking. Um, I particular I think I may possibly do this um, in two parts or I may try to find a way to find a way to do this from a male oriented perspective or where they believe the bar is. But today is for the ladies, ladies first, ladies first. So I took upon myself to try to create some trying to way, try to create some type of way to uh, gather information, gather responses. So what I did was I asked three questions on my IG story and got a slew of responses back. And I truly, truly am so, so thankful. I uh, wish I could, <laughs> I wish I could literally list and name all of the people who um, gave me responses, who shared it with friends, who then gave me responses, um, who, who just shared it and um, maybe didn't know how to answer it. And I think it's interesting. A lot of people ask me because I was very particular about the words that I use. And some of some some ladies came back and said, you know, what do you mean by bar? Like you mean like standards? Like, what do you mean? I wanted to do that intentionally so I could get the very best reaction. The three questions that I asked on my IG specifically were, what qualities or gestures are included in your bar? And that was the thing that was kind of uh, confusing. What's up, Austin? How you feeling, bro? Um, what qualities and gestures are included in your bar? And in my, my thinking around that was more so about how in the hell... Do you view what is your uh, your base level of like this? This is what a guy got to come with. This is what he got to step to you with, step to you on in terms of his behavior, in terms of his attributes. What does he have to come here with? What does he bring into the table or bring into the bar? Whatever figurative way you want to think about it. So you can think of it as standards to a certain degree. But I will in my head, I like to think of it to be more of an expansive uh, term. The bar feels a little bit more wider and a little more uh, feels way more broad than I, as I want it to be. Um, second question was, what do you believe men don't deserve praise uh, for doing in dating and relationships? And this was keen because I noticed the phrase, the bar being in hell, being used a lot when it came to uh, either men feeling like they need uh, some sense of um, praise for doing a certain thing or women actually praising a man for doing a certain thing or or reacting to a certain thing um just be, and I think because the the minimum or the expectations of what men are going to do I guess uh is so low that's what ca caused that reaction but for me it was kind of like I want to know if there's going to be some conflicting things I wanted to do that to see if 
um, the ladies from the first question would say, would kind of say those things again in a way. Like if some of them say, I expect this, I expect that, I expect this, I expect that. And then in that second question, be like, he don't deserve no praise for doing this. He don't deserve no praise for doing that. And um, I just would have thought that would have been real interesting because I, I do believe from person to person, people have different expectations of people. Um, and that's okay. I think that's something that people need to be aware of. And I don't want to sit here and try to generalize this to the point to where there is this particular thing, even though, even though I do believe that there are certain things that you can do to uh, pretty much uh, satisfy most needs <laughs> as a being decent and being humane and being civil and certain things that you could do to just meet a lot of these things that a lot of these ladies were responding to these questions with. Hey, Fifi, how you doing, girl? Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think, um, Sophia was actually, uh, uh, asked a few of my questions too. Um, third question was, have you ever met a man, uh, that you felt like was, uh, out of your league? Um, romantically out of your league romantically. And the reason for that question was, um, because we're talking about standards and bars and things like that, I wanted to really assess how many of these ladies who are asking these questions have actually felt uh, like they met, they met their equal in any way. One thing that I recognized very early on uh, in kind of doing uh, the outlining and, and research for this, I was thinking about uh, how in, in America, especially black women, Black women are indoctrinated and cultured to be prepared for whatever, to mature faster, to do so many things before they really should have to. And also with that, there's a sense of uh, respectability that's put on to black women that's different than everybody else. And I think a sense of improvement, a sense of not slacking, not being um, um, not being ambitious is really, really, really put on to black women heavily. And I think that's ultimately what has uh, created this sense of why black women are truly, truly, truly some of the most educated, are the most educated demographic, are the most, uh, uh, the highest demographic of individuals who are creating businesses and becoming entrepreneurs. I think none of that is by mistake. Shout out to the woman's brand that I'm wearing right now. Shout out to Black Lana. Make sure y'all check that out, blacklanta.com. Um, I think that's the crazy part about it, is that uh, I think a lot of those, so because women are, black women are kind of pushed to forever think about um, what qualities they're bringing, they're constantly improving the qualities they have. Um, get you one, bro, blacklanta.com. They might have, they still might have some, all sizes, get you one of these. I love it. Um, and so it was interesting about all these responses, but let me give you the breakdown on the responses that I got off my IG. Um, so with question number one um, being what is included in your bar, where is your bar, all these different things, uh, the main responses that I were getting, I'm going to talk about uh, kind of the common things, the common themes that I were getting because there was a lot of similarities. I'd rather speak to the similarities because I think that gets us to a better sound point 
within this thing that we're trying to do and it's somewhat analysis. You know what I'm saying? This is somewhat scientific. This is data analysis right now. You know what I'm saying? And it was consistency. Consistency was a bare minimum. This is the bar. This is the standard. You got to come with consistency. Uh, respect. Surprised that that one came. Niggas out here being mad disrespectful. <laughs> if a lot of people felt like they had to say respect is a minimum thing, a standard level that you got to come here with. It's pretty interesting. Awareness was another thing. Awareness is, a, I think, an advanced uh, is an advanced standard to have, but also one that I think we still we should expect from people. Um, I think we applaud individuals for being aware of themselves, aware of what aware of their surroundings, aware of another person in terms of consideration. But I think awareness is something that should be a mainstay as a human. Like we should be aware. Um, and then lastly, open. Open, it was a lot that was circling around openness in terms of, and it was in, it was positioned in different ways. Some of it was to be open-minded in a sense of, uh, to ideals, to cultures, to lifestyles, to sexualities, to sexual, to uh, gender expressions. Uh, then also an openness to um, to just learn, to grow. All those things were also included. And I love, 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 love that that was a standard at the bar because you come in, if you come to, if those are the things that you're coming here that you got to present yourself with, then out the gate, out the gate, out the what you say? What's what Fifi say? I see some fine ass women in here. I hope the fellas are taking notes. <laughs> I sh I shay. I shay. <laughs> um, I hope I hope the yeah, let the fellas know. Let the fellas know. Let the fellas know where they at right now. But I continue. For me, the way that I now way that I'm breaking this down when it comes to this response is that there is this extreme lacking in inconsistency. All these things are just the opposites are occurring, obviously, if this is the way you answer this question. Um, men are not men are very, very inconsistent. Being inconsistent, I think, is um, something that I didn't realize in myself was easy to do, but it's steeped in uh, inconsideration. Most people won't even consider you being consistent unless you presented yourself to do a certain thing. You're interested in me. You want to be here. You 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 ran after me at the club you ran after me in the street you ran after me on campus you ran down on me through my text messages through social media slid in my dms showing interest i gave you the number i'm giving you a shot i'm giving you a chance and then that's when you break that's when you break in the in the in the chase in the challenge because now you now you got it now you now I got now I got a little bit you know I got a little bit you know what I'm saying so now I can ease up and I think we all guilty of it but I think in terms of I think people will show you grace in certain aspects it's what you're consistent about that I believe that's how I'm that's how I'm kind of taking this in I think it's uh it's what you are consistent about like Obviously, people should have understanding about your work schedules and things like that if you're not a good texter or whatever it is. But the fact that you can at least communicate 
every day. The fact that you communicate that you are not a good communicator. The fact that you communicate that you are a bad texter and consistently stay with that mode, stay with that energy, creates the best dynamic. That's how I read that, and that's what's not happening. Because that's how what they're expecting to come with. Or possibly, because possibly, that's exactly what they're approaching guys with, but that being a base level, that could be so many other things that could be a, a foot. So many other things that could be wrong. Um, respect is, I don't want to say too much about respect because that's a given. I don't know exactly what's occurring. You say, do you like, do you feel like that's fair though? Like, are we not good texters if we like the person? I hate that excuse. I don't think it's an excuse. I don't think it's an excuse. What I'm saying is, I understand the way that there's different forms of communication now. So I think for me, for me, I know that I'm not going to solely judge your interests based in that. If I don't, if I'm not with you all day, if I really am just now meet, I'm thinking about that introduction, that introductory phase. Uh, it is what it is for me. I'm not going to sit here and say, she ain't feeling me because she ain't hitting me right back, right back, right back. Because it's a chance that could be so many things going on. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, for me, it's not a, it's not a, a, a red flag in any way. But thank you for the question, though, Tay, uh, Taylor. Um, respect, uh, but I was, as I was saying, respect, I'm sad that, I, that that's even something that people even put as a response because, how disrespectful are people being <laughs> in these scenarios? But I can only imagine uh, what people are doing in these DMs. Um, I, I would assume that a lot of uh, introductory or somewhat past introductory uh, circumstances are, um, get a little messy where people step over the line, people step over boundaries uh, and do the most. Really not, truly not respect the being and agency of of a person and specifically of women. And I think, uh, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everybody who goes through that, who's been through that, who's going through that now. Um, but I think that's a, a no brainer. You want respect. So give respect fellas. <laughs> um, awareness, as I said, awareness is awareness. The fact that people are kind of moving blindly throughout life is something that has to stop, something that people need to grow out of. I think it comes with maturity, but I think I truly believe that it should come with being. It should come with having um, some sense of existential sense. Like, I, I just feel like it should just come with who you are. It shouldn't be this thing that you grow into. Because when we come out the womb, we we can feel our fingers, we can we can taste our taste our tongues, we can see our see our toes and and feel our skin, and that's the beginning of that first lesson of awareness. Then you have to think outside of that, think into your behavior, think into the things you allow to represent who you are, think into the things that you opt into uh, to represent your identity. Um, or the things that you proudly wear as your identity. You got to be aware of all those things. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no way in hell at this time, in this climate that we live in, in the, in the history of this country, that, I, that I'm sitting here as a black man with a hoodie on. I can know I can't just run outside and with, with things in my hand that belong to me without that looking suspicious. Uh, but 
I'm about to get political. Let me keep it in the dating. <laughs> I'm about to get political. Let me keep it here. But in terms of dating, I think for men, I think a lot of men don't recognize how much of uh, how aggressive they may be, how um, how they how their approach may be uh, abrasive, uh, annoying, um, smothering, uh, and also inconsiderate in terms of like. She may really like you. She may feel you. You may have made it past that, that kind of introductory phase or introductory level. But now you are talking over, not letting her get a word in. It is what it is. It's whatever, whatever. Blah, say blah. And I think that's a part of um, why that is such a thing. And openness is no-brainer. I believe it's sad that there are so many men who... Um, you said charge these men for for this level of introspection, bro. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Trust me. More more to come when it comes to the workshops and and folks paying money for some game. This right here though, people just need. People just need to hear. Um and so, and when it comes to openness, when it comes to openness, oh, Bree, I'm going to get to that. Don't even worry about it. I'm going to get to that. Um when it comes to openness, I think that uh, it's unfortunate, and I actually did a uh, a whole research paper in um, in college about the power agenda, and I I recognized that the uh, the aspect of patriarchy has essentially created this um <laughs> this attitude and its purview that something that is not heteronormative is wrong, and I think that's a big part about it. I think black women and women as a whole have shown way more openness to uh to different lifestyles to different uh sexual uh orientations in terms of sexual uh liberation exploration the a sense of equality of the sexes and genders as a whole i think there's women have always been at the forefront of that fight and men obviously have played the worst role in those things because they usually are the oppressors in those scenarios so i understand i understand that immediately why that was a response um the second question was, what do you believe men do not deserve a uh, response, like praise for? And for me, <laughs> I laughed at some of these responses. <laughs> but the ones that I wanted to point out, because I think they were pretty diverse um, from all. Thank you again for all the ladies who responded. But I think they were pretty diverse. But the commonalities that I want to pick out. Are one hygiene, hygiene. So, hold on. What you say? If it, if it continues because they know it's no, it's expected. Okay. So the first one was hygiene. That was kind of the most common one that was uh, spoken to, <laughs> which is funny to me. Um, it's unfortunate. I, I, I've said it, I've said it before in an episode that I've had called fresh them up where I was speaking to the, uh, the culture around men and hygiene and grooming and things like that. And how some things are, have oddly enough found their way to being considered, um, just not a part of your humanness, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. Like they had, there's definitely so many different groups of men's and with their ideals who truly, truly believe 
that doing certain hygiene, uh, certain uh, acts of hygiene are kind of playing down their manhood. And all of that really never made sense to me. I'm personally a person who enjoys it. I've grown to enjoy it. I would like to thank uh, several women in my life being uh, past relationships, women who are currently in my life now. Shout out to my sis, Ty. Ty is typing. She's in, the, she's in here right now. Um, and I've honestly grown some sense of enjoyment because it's like so many things that I don't do, never done, that I would love to do. I dedicate time and I dedicate space for me to... Uh, I bought literally a water water pick flosser to get my teeth even better and healthier. Uh, I moisturize daily. I have a whole face routine. Um, <laughs> say musty minnow. I know no. Um, I found great products that match and work for me. Got a beard routine, especially during this quarantine. You got to keep something healthy. You got to keep this thing healthy. Can't go to the bar, but at least got to look. Got at least got to feel right. <laughs> Um, I do my own hair, um, clip, keep, keep things clipped, try to stay moisturized. You know what I'm saying? I hope my hands look like, you see my hands, you know what I'm saying? But that's the thing. I don't, ex I don't expect no cookie for that. I don't expect to be praised for that because in my head, these are things that you should just do because you, it's you, you only, you smell, you musty before everybody else. You should, if you care enough. If you have the awareness, then you should. But why are you even getting to that point? <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna stay on. I'm gonna stay there on that one a little too long, more than I need to. So moving on, the second one, and probably the most, um, literally the common, most common reaction to this question was uh, faithfulness. 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 Understand me. Um, faithfulness is sad. It's sad that that's what is a bare is a is a it's something that has not happened. I think it's something that has plagued society uh, in terms of men believe a lot of men. There are men who opt into uh, directly or indirectly that being being successful or they, 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 they should be able to do what the fuck they want to do. They should be able to cheat. They should be able to do whatever. And there's so many different ideas on why they should. It's very interesting. But faithfulness is something that I think is uh, extremely interesting. So can we give a definition of faithful to the people? So faithfulness to me, Rodney Webster, Rodney Perry Webster's, Faithfulness Dictionary is faithfulness in its whole sense. Faithfulness in its whole sense. It's not solely, not solely stepping out and literally doing something physical. Um, doing something physical. But there also is a sense of, uh, of energy. A sense that like it's a whole action. It's more of an action than just that. I think about uh, I think about in a past relationship how when I used to go out and be out late, I didn't ever want to even put in your mind that that's a possibility of what's happening. So what do you do? 
you overextend. You go you go beyond what you would do, which would be maybe sending a text every hour, doing whatever, whatever, and then you you just let it be known, like, hey, babe, I'm going to be out late. My phone probably is about to die. I'm going to hit you up on such and such phone, or you can reach me from here. You can do this. You can do that. You got to create that. You got to create that space of security so that she knows that you're faithful to you in this relationship. So it's an action more than just this, uh, I don't know, this this thing that just kind of looms over the relationship in terms of like, yeah, you know better. You got to be faithful to your to your relationship and, you know, whatever, whatever, you know. Um, it's so it's so much attached to it. But I think in terms of uh, of relationships and things, I think it's. That's probably one of the, that's truly, truly what consistency should turn into. It should turn into faithfulness. Uh, it's an action. I don't think it's, uh, by any means, I don't think it's just something that just comes with it. And I think all these things are, most things that you do in a relationship are actionable things. They're not just ideals to have. They're things you actually perform within your relationship. And it's unfortunate that that's something that was the most uh, considered thing because, for me, flipping it on his head, just because you're faithful, the reason why that doesn't deserve, just because there's a lot of people not being faithful and why that doesn't deserve praise, trust me, I, I understand. Because you could still be doing so many other things. You could still be doing so many other things. You know how many people who are domestically being abused right now, but they man, but that's their man and that's no one else's? But she, he going upside your head, not making it a joke by any means. This man is going upside your head. But some people stay because he isn't cheating on you. As if I get it, that could be the to a lot of people. That's the worst thing that could ever happen. And I understand. I understand. But understand me, <laughs> him, <laughs> him not stepping out on you in terms of infidelity, because that's usually what faithfulness is. What we're talking about, and that's what they're meaning when it comes to this. It don't mean that, though. You got to be faithful to the safety, faithful to the security, faithful to the nuptials, the agreement, the arrangement, the circumstances, the struggle and the uprise. Whatever it is, you got to be faithful to this partner that you, quote unquote, committed to. Um, and that's really what I feel about that. It doesn't deserve praise because it's something that goes without saying. And also it's something that it's really, it, it, I think it, it would bruise a lot of men's ego to understand. And I think we find it very often in, um, in popular culture where we see, uh, women speak out when women speak out on things like I could have, I could have easily cheated on you. I could have easily stepped out. I could have, you know, I just watched Kingdom Khan the other day. You could, I could have easily been with Teddy Wayne Slocum. Could have easily been with Teddy Wayne Slocum. Could have been a dumb lawyer's wife. If y'all know what Kingdom Come is, it's on, I think it's on Hulu and HBO right now. Go watch it. All-star, studded cast. They, it's a good movie. It's lots of laugh. But that is very true. So many, so many women could truly have um, acted on those urges because we all are human. We all have temptations. We all have these different things. But we don't get no praise for doing what's right. You never get praised about doing what's right. You never do. Doing what's right truly just stabilizes 
That's all it does. It just keeps it just keeps things at a plateau. Keeps things at a plateau. You got to then do more to bring up a, to a new level. You got to do more to bring it to a new level. That's just what it is. What it is. Um, then lastly, consideration, which is kind of you know, which I'll break down in the best way that I believe that I see this being understood. I guess to me, I took it as uh, to me, I took it as uh, consideration and equality. Um, consideration was somewhat I seen it as somewhat of equality. A lot of ladies came in and were speaking to uh, being praised for really considering women when they make the when they make judgments or thoughts and things like that. You know, um, <laughs> the best example that uh, Emily gave me in our conversation was praising men for claiming to be feminist or being down with the feminist and womanist movement. <laughs> I agree. You should not get a hand clap for wanting equal rights to for women and for all um, all people in the gender spectrum and sexuality, uh, whatever that is. You don't get no cookies for that. And it's it's unfortunate. I remember I remember last uh, I think it was last pride last year. I remember like doing this post, just celebrating all the guests that I have on who that's their, that's what they identify as. And it was just in celebration. It was just in a day where everybody was kind of speaking to the, their loved ones and saying how much they love them for them being prideful and them being out uh, and standing within their um, identity when they live in a world where people hate them for being who they are. Uh, and there was a lot of people who I didn't even know coming under my post like, hey, thank you. This I appreciate you saying that, blah, blah, blah. And it was weird feeling because I'm like, I don't deserve no cookie for this. Especially because I'm getting a cookie because I'm this cishet, uh, cisgender, heterosexual man. And because I'm considering and joining in and celebrating other humans. I don't deserve nothing like that. I don't deserve no cookie. Save them. I'm good. I got my wine for me. And I appreciate that you uh, acknowledge whatever, but I don't I don't need that because I'm not doing it for that. I'm not doing it for praise. I'm doing it because it's right. And I do have people I actually love that happen to be, you know, <laughs> happen to be a part of this, you know, part of these communities. So why would I separate myself in terms of celebrating them? Because I would love if there was a, a black man appreciation day. I would love to get a shout out. If you think that's a think that of me, if it was a, a whatever it could be, whatever that whatever attachment to my identity, I would love to be that. But for me, I see it as there is such a lack in terms of I think so many relationships are male driven and are driven by what the man needs because, quote unquote, the man is head of household. That is what has been indoctrinated within American society. Uh so the needs of that man need to be satisfied more than most things. Uh, but what's crazy about that is now is an interesting time because right now so many men are now being with their children uh, <laughs> and realizing their children are bad as hell. They are realizing they might really not like their wives that much. 
their wives probably more than likely probably don't like them that damn much. But what's interesting is that uh, I think a lot of people probably needed this wake up call. And I think the, the, in the best words of Al Green in terms of it's a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing without, without a woman. And I think for me, I think men have to get out of their own way. They have to stop it. the reason, the things that they are the most upset about. And we'll get on this as I close out later. Things that men need to redirect whatever negative energy they have towards women is towards patriarchy. It's towards other men who created systems to make people treat you this way. And you can't you can't blame anybody else but yourself and those people who created those systems and institutions. I don't like to claim a lot of it because it's frustrating as hell. It's frustrating as hell to sit here and have to constantly think about certain things that I'm going to be judged on. And these aren't things that I even agree with or align with me and who I am. But I have to think about these things because, quote unquote, men have to come with these certain qualities and these certain things. Uh, But I digress. Then the last question being, have you met any men who are um, out of your league that you believe was out of your league romantically? And responses were astounding no <laughs> no nope not necessarily no nah, not at all but it was a good um a good piece i would say a quarter of the responses that i got actually said yes and i think it's interesting i believe uh i want i i always always say that you know and i always say to a lot of my homegirls that you got to believe that these men that you want are are out there. If you don't believe it, then they'll never show up in your real life. They'll never manifest in your real life. And I'm not trying to make put place blame on women for <laughs> for the men that they <laughs> attract, but that it that does play a part. Um I do believe that plays a part. Those two things have to meet. That man who quote unquote should be your man needs to know that you are the one he needs to be with, but the universe needs to make all this happen. You put it out there, it should show up. But if you truly believe you're never going to find it, then you just might not. Um, and so I, I, but I also think it's interesting for some of the people who probably have experienced somebody, they feel like they are either equal to or, um, or feel like they had to somewhat uh, rise in some levels of their personality or the attributes because this man was coming correct. He was together. He had all these things going for him, which happens, which should happen. It's natural. There's going to be somebody who does something just right because this is what they want to do. And it aligns with what you expect out of a partner. And some people, that's a shock to the system. If you say, here, you've been asking for this man to have this together and that together and this together and that together. Cause that was essentially the, responses for everybody who said yes it wasn't just yes all the notes most of those were just one word no everyone who said yes had an explanation and that was what was interesting to me they had the most to say about that experience and um it was yes and (laughs) yes and you know in terms of he was a great communicator he brought this he, he did this he did that 
and it made it made you improve. And I truly believe I have a theory. I have a theory, people. That. I do believe dating individuals who dating a series of individuals who do not challenge you. In terms of growth, in terms of who you are, in terms of being the best you. Feeling like you should become a better version of you. Stuns your growth a little bit. You spend time. You're exchanging space, exchanging energy with an individual. And if that individual is on two different, if y'all are on two different levels, like you're the, you're always, if you always in a relationship, you always are the, the better communicator. It's not like you've ever met somebody who's somewhat of an equal communicator with you. Y'all both communicated at a similar level. But if it's like you're always, always the better communicator and everybody you date are, are terrible, then it's going to come to a head eventually. Somebody you're going to meet who communicates well. And it may seem very, oh, shit, like, I've never been in this place where he's communicating, it feel like he's communicating better than me. Don't let that scare you. Ride it out. Go into it and just truly keep communicating and it's only gonna, you're only gonna feed off each other. The qualities that he brings and the quality that you bring into the table, you guys are gonna exchange and we gotta see it that way. Um, then I want to close out with two concepts, with two concepts, if y'all could bear with me. Um, two concepts. If you've seen, if you were here earlier, you would have seen uh, Bree Stories, who actually is the reason why I even know anything about this. Yes, it is a little off-putting. I, I agree, I agree, Janice. Uh, it is a little off-putting to meet somebody who, comes with qualities that you haven't had in a, in a while, but I think it's what you've been asking for. It's what you need. And I think that's the part that's interesting is that we think the things that we need are going to feel good when they come. We think the things that we've been asking for are supposed to make us feel, are supposed to be warm and all those different things. And sometimes that's not the case. Some of the things we, you got to be careful what you ask for because when it's there, now you got to show up. Now you got to react to it. Now you got to do something about it. And that's what that's the most with opportunity. That what that is what opportunity is. But um, if you were on earlier, you would have seen um, you would have seen brief stories. Who are still here on the live, and I thank you for staying on this long throughout. Shout out to all of y'all who stayed on. I love it. I love it. I love y'all. But she spoke to the Pygmalion effect. And the Pygmalion effect is something um, is something that she introduced to me, and essentially, it the briefest definition that I could give is the effect of higher of having higher expectations leading to higher performance. Um, and I think it's interesting. I think this happens a lot, and I'm gonna put a, a link in the um, actually description of this episode. Uh, where there's a great little visual kind of giving a good uh, illustration of what the Pygmalion effect is. But I think when we talk when we talk about, you know, men are trash or training men and all these different things, I think that's when it kind of could possibly show up the most. Um, if you're ex because it inversely, if you push out, if the Pygmalion effect is real and it's if that's a real phenomenon, then 
doing the opposite would result in the opposite. I think there is a uh, there isn't a um, there isn't really any positive reinforcement for a lot of men to correct their negative actions because those negative actions have been allowed uh, in so many different ways in terms of infidelity, in terms of just social cues, in terms of how you how people move, in terms of respectability, in terms of dating. Uh, a lot of men who are doing foul things, all the fuckboys of the world, are able to exist because all it takes is a handful of people to allow a few things. And it's like, okay, it's out there. I can keep doing what I'm doing. I'm being pseudo-celebrated. I'm still pulling women, as they would say. And um, I do believe turning that on its head, having a higher expectation of um, having a higher expectation, especially with people you've already made connections with, could yield higher performance. Um, ah, yeah, that's good. We give few, we give them fuel by giving it our attention. Fuck boys, the futures. The futures, the, <laughs> the futures of the world get that energy because they future has what nine baby mamas. And if anybody who follows that man and sees that man and looks up to that man, it's that's proving that, oh, I can still be desired acting this way. I can still have this behavior. I can still be toxic, toxic as I want to be. And I'm still going to get everything I want. I'm still going to have attention. I'm still going to get... You say, no, future slander. It's future slander in here right now. It's future slander. <laughs> and um, he's the best example because there's no real reason to change. There's no real reason to change. Um, when it comes to... When it comes to uh, fatherhood, if so many... If there is this energy that, yeah, I'm not going to, you know... You say we love, we, we love, hey, no, <laughs> just let it happen. Okay. Okay. Look, I ain't talking about the music. I'm just talking about the man. So it is what it is. But I think the same thing when it comes to fatherhood. I think a lot more, um, I think a lot more, I think there's a lot of, should be a lot more energy around uh, men charging and, and really holding each other accountable in terms of the type of fathers they are. If you learn that your, your bro got kids and he ain't taking care of his kids, that should be a problem for you. But I think that there is this energy of um, opting out and not having to do anything with it that is interesting to me. And I think there should be, I think there should be something that is um, brought into that. I think there should be some energy of like, I expect more of you and for allow that to do its thing. I expect more and allow for that to do its thing. Don't attach any hate to it. Don't attach any of none of that negative energy. You did what you did. You, you should be responsible. And that's it. And and do your best and lean into that. But I digress. Okay. Pause for a second, but I'm still here. Uh, what's happening, girl? Um, yes, I do have the sweatshirt on. Black Lana. Um, Black Lana. You feel me? Black Lana. If I get cut off, I will be right back. I'll, if I get cut off, I'll be right back. So make sure you jump right back into this, please. I'm gonna be right back if you uh, if I get cut off. But for me, it's 
it's an interesting thing, and I think that's something that we have to establish into our society as a whole. I think we really need to lean into the Pygmalion effect with our friendships, with our relationships, all of that, because it's necessary. It's necessary. I believe we need more people to feel this sense of um, this sense of like women expect more of me, so I need to be more. You want me to be more, so I need to be more. It shouldn't come with this sense of reluctance. And I think that's a part that uh, I think a lot of men do not understand. That's not the energy they're getting. Um, what do you say? Say where there's a disconnect in women's standards versus men's and men are too often looking to impress their homeboys and not their women. Very true. Very true. Because even the act of impressing women is still a way to impress uh, men. And I think that's a, a a problematic thing in this song. Um, I think they, I think they are clocking me down at 30 seconds left. If I get cut off, I am coming right back, people. Uh, I'm coming right back. So this is going to end soon. So make sure you jump back on this thing so that we can wrap this thing up. Because I only had one more point, and then I was wrapping this thing on up. I don't know why IG is raining on my parade right now. But I will be back. You hear me? So for me... I think we really need to wrap up this whole thing about how I feel about the Pygmalion effect. I think it's something that is truly, truly necessary for us to bring into our uh, interactions with people that we're close to, to have higher expectations to for them to better perform. If we sit here and don't assume or don't think that they are going to rise to the occasion, going to do their best, then they won't do their best. I think that shit is so true. If you already, If you already have pinned somebody to say, you ain't gonna do nothing I need you to do. You ain't you ain't shit. You ain't this, you ain't that. That person will then not be shit and not do anything because there will be there's nothing. There's nothing pushing them to want to be that way. Because the perception that you have on on people is what they wanna meet. They wanna meet what you assume them to be. So if you if you come at me and be like, hey, I think you I think you're a great uh dancer you're a great singer and i think you should you know truly do more with it and they consistently keep bringing it up that's going to make you feel feel like you need to get serious about your craft get serious about what you do and i think that's truly truly can be found truly can be found and be implemented into relationships way more often. This is a solution to some of this now, y'all. A solution to some of this. Don't worry about where the, if you set where the bar is, you know somebody can meet that bar, have those expectations, have those standards, and the men who will rise to the occasion will rise to the occasion. Will meet those expectations and find a way to uh, show you that they actually surpass exactly what you expect. And that's the best results of it all. Um, but I do believe that a big, big, big part about this whole conversation about the bar and all these different things is drenched, drenched <laughs> in uh, patriarchal standards, gender roles, and a phrase that uh, I think a lot of people need to understand, have get more understanding on, and that's hypergamy. Hypergamy is essentially the uh, essentially dating up, marrying up specifically. And um, 
that is something that is uh, keen. And I think it's a keen device and a keen tool, uh, a key tool in um, creating this sense of, uh, uh, of us having to have a lot, us having to keep up appearances, all these different things. Uh, women dating up, women dating men with money and kind of thinking past all of what else is there. Money should never, ever, ever. I'm so glad that that was not said, which I assumed it would not was not going to be said in those responses with IG, that money was going to be something that was going to be a thing. Um, because I, it doesn't speak to anything. Anybody can present money, present wealth, present so many... Uh, so much to you, but that does not say anything. Somebody can have all the money in the world, show you all these different things, and that should not make you, that should not be a prerequisite for access to you. But there is a lot of people where that is so. And that's why that behavior is perpetuated because they're performing in this way where I got money, so this is going to attract people. People are being attracted to that <laughs> to that, <laughs> to the presence of somebody having some showing some wealth of, of performing, performing someone who is rich, if they are or not, they probably got all this shit rented. This ain't none of theirs. They stole some of this shit. They car crackers, they scammers, they whatever, whatever. And it's there's a consideration for a lot of people. Like, he got money. He got money. And it's perpetuated in a lot of ways. And the sad part about it, it's now been. It's so entrenched in our culture that it's now co-opted by women. And so now you got a lot of men who sit here and try to flip it back on women by saying like, well, I mean, y'all the ones who expect us to be, you know, have all this money, have all this whatever, this, that, and third. When That's not the root. That's not the, the root of this ideal when you talk about hypergamy, when you talk about men um, actually being somewhat predatorial to women who make less. Though the a lot of these, a lot of men, a lot of wealthy men, uh, especially wealthy black men, don't date their equal. A lot of them don't. A lot of them don't. They date people who they you know who are not doing similar things to them, and I think that's a power dynamic that a lot of people actually opt into. Men and women opt into it, and whichever role that they're playing, either being the person with money or without it so on and so forth. People opt into hypergamy very often. And I think that's what creates an energy of, um, it creates another element of complication when you're trying to take things to a new level, take things into uh, a sense of nuptials, marriage, if that's something that you believe in. But nevertheless, I think that the bar to in closing, this bar that we speak of, this proverbial bar, this figurative bar of standards, it's something that I think is different from person to person. And we should approach it with, we sh if we are about our own wellness and self-fulfillment and uh, self-actualization, we will uh, find those people we are most aligned with romantically. And it'll be good. But I think what happens a lot is you have a lot of men uh, trying to... Uh, contort and change, present themselves, present the best representative to attract women to themselves. And then they may change it up, switch it up, do whatever they do. Overall, I think people need to bring their real 
ourselves into these spaces. But I think there's a lot of, there's not enough self-work happening. So it's hard to sit here and say that, okay, um, you have to now expect certain things. And now that's why the bar is set so low. Because people aren't doing enough. People aren't doing so many things when they should. When they can. When no one's stopping them and everybody wants them to. It's out there. But are you listening? And I think that's the part that is uh, not connecting with so many different men. Is that there's no influence, no expectation. It's more. It's always this reluctance. It's always this negative energy attached to it. So it's like, fuck it. I'm going to keep doing me. I'm going to keep being doing whatever I want to do. And because there's a society that we live in that keeps them in this place of distraction, in this place of self-destruction, especially black men, they're going to continue to pass on that destruction, pass on that toxicity, to pass on all those things. And I think that is keen in where we are. But I truly, truly believe that it can be different. I truly believe there are men, there are, uh, there's a person out there for everybody. But I believe that uh, you first have to believe that that's possible. If you don't believe that that's possible, then it may never be possible. If you believe that no man can ever be right, if you believe certain things that I've heard certain women say that baffles me. Every man going to cheat. Every man going to do this. Every man going to do that. Every man going to do this, that, and the third. If you continuously allow that be a part of your, <laughs> assume, the assumed identity of whatever man that you going to be with, that is what he's going to come with. He's going to come not only flawed, but he's going to come with the wrong flaws. The flaws that are going to hurt you. You might keep meeting that dude. You're going to keep meeting that dude. We got to vibrate on a different level. We got to vibrate higher. I think women already have the pressures of forever being in a state of having to improve and how to be so self-aware and all those different things. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. But I, because I think there's so much work being done overall, but there's not enough work being done on my side of things, being black men. I think we all come to the party real late. When it comes to self-improvement, when it comes to self-reflection, when it comes to just, we, we're always in the place of reaction instead of acting or being proactive. And um, and that's because of what society is. But we can't align ourselves with what society is at because we are not trying to be Karen and Caleb. Karen, not Caleb. I got a friend named Caleb. Karen, I need a white dude named Dan. Karen and Karen and Dan. We're not trying to be Karen and Dan in this dry, mayonnaise-ass relationship. Period. That's not us. So why are we following this ideal that's not us? That's so far away from our own culture. It needs to be way more balanced and equal. Because that's more of our culture, actually. In terms of, you know, depends on which, <laughs> what, what Hotepian history you uh, may be reading this month. But overall, these are my, this is how I'm going to send it on and send it out. And this is how I'll close it out. 
my send it on call of action to all of you are three things to send this particular episode to everyone you know share it let them hear it let them marinate on it let them get some let me get some feedback on back uh, about what i'm finding what i'm seeing what the little what i've said and if i'm on to something um secondly practice the pygmalion effect in your own life and not only with your partner but even with your uh friendships with your parents expect them to do more um and also ask them to do the same for you so that you can yield more out so they can yield more out of you as well so it can be this truly this exchange happening and then lastly i want where's hashtag where's the bar where's the bar um where's hashtag where's the bar which i want you to utilize when it comes to anything moving forward i want you to think about this or if you have examples right now i want you to tweet tweet where's the bar post where's the bar hashtag where's the bar uh praising individuals men or women who um who essentially rose beyond the bare minimum. Like, girl, you didn't have to do all that. Your man was going to be happy with this, but you did that. Bruh, she was going to be happy with just this, but you did that. So that people know this is where the bar could be. Um, and This is what people are not accepting. They're not accepting the minimum. They're rising above that to show these these people, the, the people that are doing it for the, how special they are to them. Um, those are my call of actions. Those are my, that's my, that's how I'm sending it on. Um, I want to thank, thank, thank all of you on IG live for, uh, tuning in, for listening in. Um, this was dope. I appreciate this. I'm definitely going to, um, continuously, uh, figure out which solo episodes or possibly even, uh, group episodes that I might do this with. Uh, do these IG lives with and if y'all like it y'all enjoyed it make sure make sure you're going to the Simply King pod on IG making sure you're following the podcast page making sure you're listening everywhere podcasts are available except for SoundCloud because we don't do that that's the ghetto I want y'all to make sure y'all follow uh, I want to make sure y'all follow me at Kings underscore memoirs uh, for everyone listening in from whatever listening service you are on um hey girl hey how you doing and thank you thank you thank you i appreciate that uh i really just want everyone to understand that i'm really trying to be really under stepping into my griotness i am truly a griot of our culture i want to capture what we are where we are what we are and how we grow and how we change and um i believe it's truly happening and i've been doing it for a minute now and I appreciate everybody who's listening. I appreciate everyone who's consistently listened and contributed so much to my show. I really thank all the ladies who drove the vision, the vision for uh, this, the women who I'm close to, the women who I don't even know who responded to this, to these questions in my uh, story. I'm continuously do that and also share some of those uh, responses so you guys can see them as well when I post uh, about this episode being out and this will immediately be uh available uh it's immediately be available um tonight so make sure you look out for that 
but yeah, I, I truly, 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 truly thank you. Um, and this is, this is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. I'm Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Peace. baby, won't you meet me by the early, maybe later you can show me things. Baby, won't you meet me by the beam? Too early, maybe later.